Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan, and today is Thursday, the 28th of January. Have you checked out my um, new bookmark? I really love my new bookmark. I think you did share with me. Yeah. I got a bookmark in the mail from my employer, Bethany Christian Services, and it's the National Day of Prayer today at Bethany. Um, The 28th? Today is what we're... The day we're recording or the day this is going to be going out? Today, the 21st. Oh, okay. This is a, okay. So last week, you guys, this is what she means is last week is the National Day of Prayer. Yes. So anyways, my bookmark came with my favorite verse on it and a little picture of a lighthouse. I love it. My favorite verse is John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It, it makes me tear up sometimes. <laughs> I love that verse so much. And now I have a bookmark on it so I could put it in my Bible. So hmm. it's, in Ma- that. Yeah, it's in Mark 1 today. Yes. It's my bookmark. Um, we are going to read another scripture passage now. Mark 1, verses 21 through 28. Um, I'll go ahead and read that, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts, Rachel. Okay. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. That's Jesus they're talking about. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the clean and the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread through the surrounding region of Galilee. Okay, so what do you think about this passage? So the word that sticks out is authority. And Uh I, um, I wonder what that word means. I wonder if I looked it up what it means. What do you think authority means, Bren? Uh, you mean the, the Greek word there? Yeah. How about, how about you share your thoughts and I'll look up that Greek word. Um, I just, I'm thinking, I can think of times where I, I'm hearing someone speak and it's authoritative. I can tell they are speaking not of their own voice, but they've been given authority by God to speak. Um, and it's not like it's a, I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I have come to hear people speak with authority, but obviously these, the um, people in this passage were amazed um, by the same thinking. Like this teacher has authority. It's different than all the other synagogue teachers. And I've thought that of you sometimes, Bren, where I'm like, wow, Bren, you really spoke with authority <laughs> today. <laughs> um. I think demon possession is something that I have a lot of questions about. I um, I haven't had a conversation with my hairdresser about this. Um, she believes that her 
son and her friend, his friends had demon possession and she, she had some like, she even showed them to me. She had some pages printed out of prayers that her and her husband prayed over her son and the son experienced healing from this demon. And this was the, this is a conversation I had a year ago. First time I've taught, had a conversation like this with anybody. Um, and she, I don't know, did I bring home those pages for you to mm -hmm. see? No, I didn't see that. She must not have given them to me. I, yeah, I just looked at them. She knows I'm a Christian. And so that was cool. Interesting. I'd never had that experience before. Um, I think conversation around like mental illness and demon possession have a lot of people have like, you know, it was mental illness, demon possession is mental. I don't think they're mutually. I don't, I don't know that um, all mental illness is demon possession. I don't know that demon possession is mental illness, but I know there's a lot of questions that the Christian mm -hmm. community has about that. What are your thoughts, Bren? Um, I think the spiritual and physical are deeply tied together, that the only way we experience the spiritual is through the physical, meaning if you uh, sense the presence of God, you know, does your blood pressure drop? Does your, you know, breathing slow? Do you, does your mind clear? Like these are physical sensations, but it's through spiritual, you know, it's through spiritual means as in. God comes to us, and the only way that we can perceive God is through phys physical modes. Mm -hmm. So I think physical, our physical bodies, so like when Jesus comes, we experience healing, you know, and the healing Jesus offers is real bodily healing. And so when there's, you know, evil forces, of spiritual forces at work, I think also they're going to be tied to physical things. So if a demon comes and influences somebody the only way you're going to know is through physical responses so they are going to uh you know be the opposite you know they're that person might be mentally unwell you know and maybe exhibit signs of um you know schizophrenia or paranoia or you know histrionic or whatever the dsm says they have um mm -hmm. so i don't i didn't think they're correlated interrelated i think you know if someone is demon possessed there's probably a likelihood that they're going to start to experience symptoms of someone, you know, who is not demon possessed, but who is, you know, troubled and from other causes. Mm -hmm. But um, just like, you know, so I anyway, know I don't think every single person who has a mental illness is possessed by a demon. No, you know, I don't think that, yeah. but um, but I also don't think you look back at scripture and go, oh, what Jesus was really doing was dealing with people with mental illnesses. Yeah, um, and he was just. It was just mental illness he was talking about. So I think it's dangerous to assume that the two are the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I work with a lot of um, birth parents who often struggle with mental illness. It's often a cause of why their children come into foster care. And, um, yeah, I think they're healing. I mean, oft it's we always refer them to counseling. You know, there's community mental health services, mental health treatment, and um, I think I believe in therapy. That's mm -hmm. um, and also like 
when I've gone to therapy in the past, I've gone to a Christian therapist and she's prayed over me. And I think those two things are so important. Um, there is like spiritual healing that needs to happen in me and not just different ways of thinking and, and relating in the world. But like, mm-hmm. um, I really, I love that yeah. aspect of therapy, but. Um, I, I was really focused. I mean, I was also drawn to the word authority. I think it's a key word in this passage and it was coming to me, especially we read on, in Deuteronomy 18 about God imparting authority to the prophet, mm-hmm. you know, and right. ultimately those prophets were not perfect, you know, um, and Jesus is the ultimate prophet, the fulfillment of that prophet, priest, and king. Um, but the word authority, you asked what it meant. I just looked it up. Um, exousia is the Greek word, exousia. Um, so uh, the basic meaning of that is power, power of choice, um, physical and mental power, the ability or strength with which one is endued. Uh, which they either possess or exercise, um, uh, power of influence, uh, power to teach. So um, what what I think of is, in, in terms of authority, is that Jesus actually lived out the stuff he taught. Mm. Um, Jesus had personal experience of it. Mm. Um, he had actually experienced some transformation and and an experience of God, of course, he's a son of God. He, he understands God and he's lived it out as in since the beginning of time. He, he lives and breathes this. Mm-hmm. So the message he brings is not something external to him. And um, for myself, as someone who has taught things in the past, the, that's when I feel at the greatest level of authority is when I'm speaking from experience. And I think you, the same word of authority, you'd, you'd say to, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, telling you about, a, you know, how to get around a town. Mm-hmm. And if they've, they're an authority, if they've, they live in that town and they've been to those places, right? you know, um, right. if you're hiring a consultant, you know, to help you with your business, you hope that consultant has actually done the things they're, that they're advising you to do. That would I, be an authority. I always want to know, like, we want to remodel our kitchen right and so as i'm talking to people at the hardware store like so how long have you been doing this mm-hmm. <laughs> like i yeah mm-hmm. i didn't have i don't know if that's authority but i think it is authority i think authority is speaking as one who's actually done it before who's it has an experience around it and encountered guess. something and been changed by something or mm-hmm. um and so i also uh, think about the Psalm 111, 111 uh, that we read on Tuesday. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, these are people who have n- not been so afraid of what God has asked them to do that they've actually, and then they've actually gone and done it, or God's done something in them. Mm-hmm. And then now they have them, something to share. They have some wisdom to share because they've had an experience right. of God. Right. They've had an experience of right. something. So Jesus is the ultimate example of that. Uh, the word of God made flesh and um, Jesus teaches from authority because he's teaching his own life. He's teaching himself. He's teaching Mm -hmm. his character to other people where the scribes are trying to kind of guess like, well, this is what the Bible says. 
I guess, about this. This is what, not, they wouldn't have said Bible, but this is what our scriptures tell us. This is what the law tells us. And none of them could live out the law um, except for Jesus. It kind of makes me ask myself the question, like, who has authority in my life? Whose voices am I listening to? Oh, uh, that's interesting. I thought you were about to say, am I living in authority? Hmm. That's yeah. where my mind went. It's like, it, do, do I have a true experience? Do I speak from experience? Oh yeah. Um, but I think it's a great question that you brought up is the people who speak into my life, do they have authority? Right. And what kind of authority? I, I guess everyone has authority in something. Yeah, definitely. So what kind of authority do the people who speak into my life have? Mm-hmm. What kind of experience do they have that they're speaking to me? Yeah. Be aware of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I have some thoughts about that. That's good. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for the podcast for this week. Um, yeah, it's been yeah. a pleasure. Yes. Love these scripture passages. Hopefully something's standing out to you. Um, hopefully something's becoming clear to you. Rachel. I just want to say, I, I said the national day of prayer was the, um, the 21st, but it was just the Bethany wide day of prayer. <laughs> the national day of prayer. I looked up. All right. Like if our, May. just a note to the podcast editor, <laughs> the one who is going to later delete all of this, can you no. just go back and uh, erase what Rachel said no. earlier and replace it? If with Bethany you have never Christian podcasted services. with Brendan, he just hits record and it doesn't matter what you say. And then at the end it's okay. That was good. So there is no editing. <laughs> Even when you had me do the video for the sermon, I was uh-huh. like, could you, re- can we redo that? No, no, it's fine. It's good. It's good. So if you too can join this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you can there's... say things like it's a national day of prayer when really it's not, <laughs> it's not... Uh, but, you get away with a lot. But podcast. your hope is that people can have honest conversation and just be authentic. I and... want people to be honest and authentic enough to be able to say things that are completely false. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just kidding. That's totally a joke. But um, you want... it was Bethany Christian Services Day, Day of prayer. prayer last week. Last week. <laughs> doesn't make any difference to the rest of us. But Although I... we know that adoption workers are praying, and that's great. <laughs> it's good. Thank you for praying. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Rachel, thank you for being on the podcast. Yes, that was fun. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.